All right, now we are recording. Suspenseful. What do you got there? You got a packet of reds. So I it's got probably spices. Uh, I got onto a little spice kick. Uh, help by um, some of the things Alton Brown was talking about in his Good Eats Reloaded. Okay. So I got some new spices. But I started with, I, I, I start with something that you have certainly had, and so have I. But I thought it was interesting to get a brand new one. Just to see what uh, uh, what it tastes like in its like fresher okay. form. All right. Durian, durian, be durian. Please be no, durian. No, this is just something that you and I are very familiar with. It's smoked paprika. Okay. But this uh, is from, you know, the company that uh, gets it real fresh and nice. And it's uh, actually got a little bit more, um, uh, I guess the best word is, uh, it's not quite as dry as you might expect. Okay. So you can just have a little, you know, taste. Yeah. It's fine. It's just paprika. Like a pinch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Pretty good. Pretty good. Nice little spice. Uh, now I'm going to go with something that's uh, pretty interesting. This is called Zatar. Okay. Middle Eastern Spice Blend. You can find it around here, but you can't find the real stuff because usually, because there are a couple, the spices in here are um, sesame seeds, sumac, which is a mm-hmm. uh, sort of um, kind of a lemony, kind of sort of paprika-like thing, um, salt, olive oil, and um, usually they, they put, like, if you get it around here, they put sage or okay. sometimes even like oregano in there this uses the actual thing supposed to be in there which is hyssop okay. which is a um a kind of mint like it's, okay. it's a cousin of mint so i think you can really smell yeah okay yeah, it's a minty thing so take a pinch of that okay yeah Interesting, right? Yeah, it's a good spice. Good for like, um, particularly, I think, pork and chicken. Mm-hmm. Something, yeah. um, kebabs, right? Really. Oh, it would make pork actually pretty good. This one is my favorite. This one I've been using like crazy. This is Aleppo pepper. Aleppo is an area seasoned of, 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 of uh, Syria, mm-hmm. where it originally uh, comes from. But this is... Um, I would say it's like red pepper. So this is conflict pepper? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No, this is made in the U.S. Um, It's, uh, I think it's best used as a replacement for like red pepper, like, you know, crushed red pepper you put on on, a piece or something. But I've I've used it in like everything. I think it is fantastic. Because, well, give that a sniff first of all. Okay. I mean, it's almost like, uh, it's definitely smoky. It's almost like a little tomato-y, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's got heat to it, but not, but only like half as much, if that, of uh, the, the uh, spice that's used, you know, of, of red pepper. And mm-hmm. the flavors are great. Like sun-dried tomatoes and, mm-hmm. and, um, and plum. Yeah, it's good heat to it. Without being overbearing, without being like... It's a little bit like cayenne pepper, but it has these more earthy and... So much more flavorful. Mm -hmm. Here's the last one that uh, I brought, which is really interesting. I don't know exactly what to use it for. Alton Brown suggested using it for chocolate. And I think it would work. But uh, it's way different than what you expect. This is black cardamom. Okay. 
not green cardamom, which you and I are used to. We'll take out a pod here, and you don't you have to crush the inside. So you got to take out the take off the uh, the you know the what we call it the um, outside the, the husk. Yeah, let's do a little crush it with the spoon here. Might help. <laughs> you gotta knock your water over. There we go. Alright, so here's a little pod. A little, a little crushing of the pod. There you go. So it's really interesting. Cause it's got this like menthol thing, a little bit of tobacco. Um like vaguely turpentiney, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the menthol thing's pretty definitely different than mm-hmm. what you think of a cardamom. Not as much um, sugar plums, you know, the yeah. things that are orbiting the sugar plum stuff. It's more. But I can see how I think that what, something like chocolate might bring out a lot of it. it yeah, I mean, it might, be, it might seem like a mint chocolate or something like mm-hmm. that, right? If you use this in it. That's yeah. So that and I got some uh, real Ceylon cinnamon. Okay. Uh, big, you know, big sticks of it. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. uh, that's nice. And um, I just playing around with spices and trying them out because hey, spices are great. This beer we're drinking here in the pre-show. This is one that Dave gave us forever ago. So we never put it on the show because I just thought it was going to be so old. Mm-hmm. Tastes pretty good though. Yeah, some not bad. from Free State. <clears throat> so <clears throat> yes so my sister and I had a conversation and she you know kind of half jokingly but she said you know I don't want Amazon knowing everything that I do it, it was got mm-hmm. a you know, conversation about that Not, my response was and is now uh, when when we were kids, and earlier than that, Visa knew everything that our parents did. Sears did, too. When you go to the supermarket, when you, you use that little thing to get three cents off your groceries, uh, that's built into their <laughs> grocery store knows everything. Um, built into the prices already. Uh, you do it all the time, and it's been there forever. It's not new. It's yeah. just more in your face now. Mm-hmm. But it's not new. Right. Um the argument about I don't want Alexa in my home because I don't want an open microphone. People have been carrying cell phones around them for what ten years. We've had phones in our houses that are essentially open mics for a hundred years. Well, I mean, old style phones where the wires are you know well, when the switch hook it's a switch, right? So I mean, it's actually disconnected. Um, the old style ones, the very old style, yes. yeah. yeah. But. If someone wanted to monitor you, they could either go in and change your phone and turn, yeah. change that switch, yeah. or nowadays they can just put a microphone that you wouldn't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but you still got to get someone who's invested in installing spy gear in your house, right? Right, there. but the the point that I'm making is that the the data that you're worried about 
people having mm-hmm. is, and I know this because I work for a company that deals with data. The the most that people are going to do with it is anonymize it and put it into a, a report to overanalyze it for their sales team to to you know to to misunderstand it and then use it to to try to convince the higher ups to do some sort of strategy which the higher ups won't do anyway and will go with their gut. It's <laughs> it's very uh, I, I don't think that your data is that important. And I don't care. For me, personally, I don't care that, that it's being used because um, it just doesn't seem that... It, it, a, it doesn't seem that different from, from what was there before, and I think that is part of what we give up to live in a society like this. Mm-hmm. No, there's certainly a big thing of... Well, the convenience is pretty nice, right? It's... And each, you know, people who are concerned about it will have to draw the line where they think the line needs to be drawn. If you're like a Richard Stallman type and you want to, I understand. Like, and I will, you know, I'm not going to like poo-poo your, your, your concerns. I understand Mm -hmm. your concerns. I just don't think that, you know, you have to be somebody who wants to go through the arduous task of doing all of that Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't want to live with it. And you can do that, but... That's going to take a lot of effort on your part. Right. What are you looking for? I just thought my phone was over here. I was going, I thought, I was going to look up a news story. I thought there was a news story where the law enforcement, like, was able to subpoena Alexa, like, audio or something like that. And it was, you know, it led to a indictment or something like that. So, you know... I wanted to double check before I before I mm-hmm. said it because you know the microphone's not supposed to be streaming stuff until you wake it up, right? Um, you know the way the the whole smart home assistants are supposed to work are you know like like when you have your Echo, right? You can only change the wake up word to like four or five different things, right? Because it's that's like on device and. They have to program in like a wide enough variation to be able to recognize different accents, accents saying that. Um, whereas after the wake up word, it's like it should stream this stuff up to the cloud, right? And that stuff should be not considered private. Um, I thought there was a story where you know, Amazon actually had like live mic data and, uh, <clears throat> and there was like a, an assault or something or maybe even a murder. sounds like something from dun dun law and order yeah uh amazon ordered to hand over data of an echo speaker present at uh maybe that was a murder maybe that was it right the cops saw the echo in the room so they asked amazon for the data nonetheless right and it was probably no not Mm -hmm. useful it says it's entirely possible the Echo Speaker will have nothing recorded that relates to the case. Yeah. So they're they're asking they're well they're subpoenaing Amazon for the for the information, but like you said, and if Amazon's being honest, which I mean I'm not going to say they're definitely being honest, but um, I have no reason to doubt them. Alexa, Greg's killing me. So if you ever started to murder mm-hmm. me, I'm going to yell that out so it gets recorded. Uh. But from what I understand, it you know it's a constant buffer that 
it's monitoring, but then, and and I know from I know for a fact you can go and listen to everything that Alexa has, Alexa has heard you say. You can mm-hmm. listen to how what what it heard and and everything, but um, my understanding is if if it's not doesn't have the word, it just erases that and starts a new buffer. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that explains like how you can not pause like not wait for the blue light to come on you're going to be like alexa what time is it and you know or alexa what time is it and she catches it mm-hmm. um but we'll see we'll see how that goes but yeah so that is that did happen interesting <coughs> I was thinking about uh charge Charge electric charge. Okay, forget why. Well, I think I think it has to do with them. Why wouldn't you think you'd be thinking about charge? <laughs> so I think it's because I was watching something about um, black holes and and mentioning that there are three classically uh, classical um, observables for a black hole: okay. uh, mass, charge, and spin. But the problem is, while charge is observable, you should never really see a charge. Okay. Because you would expect black holes to be like everything else, essentially neutral. If they got a charge, they would pull rapidly in stuff of that charge. It would be much more powerful than gravity, and so it would come to neutrality relatively quickly. The interesting thing about electric charge, and we don't really normally think about this because we're not really exposed to that much, but um, let's say if you, so you and I are essentially neutral to each other if you had one percent of your of the atoms in you were electrically charged compared to me then the force between us this pulling us together would be enough to lift the earth what yeah it's significant um just that much charge is Huge, ridiculously huge. Um, so, what does that mean? One percent of my atoms have one more electron than if you one, were, than, yeah, yeah. Than you... It, no, if one percent of my if atoms have not, one more electron than one hundred percent of your atoms. If you were not, I mean, like if if you had that, but then there was other things to make those atoms neutral, then it wouldn't matter. But if you just had a buildup of charge in you or Dra- a buildup of charge on the carpet a whole bunch if, if there was a, let's say a buildup of charge that, that was one percent of the atoms in your body but we just build it up of just charge atoms in some point where you are then this the strength would be un, unfathomable oh so that's how superheroes work <laughs> well it does i mean when you think about circuits and like electrical circuits it's really not that much charge that's moving through them. I mean, just in terms of, you know, the, what's going on, most of it's neutral. Mm-hmm. But there's enough, uh, the potential is enough to, just a small potential is enough to pull charge really quickly and really easily. And that's your voltage. But if you had a massive accumulation of charge, it would be uh, catastrophic. 
it's interesting to, to, to think about that because we don't normally think about that. We think mm-hmm. about, oh, we're going to you know, dump all your charges here and you have this thing that's very charged. It's, no, this thing is almost completely neutral. It's just slightly more charged. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, that's when the whole idea that gra- gravity is so much weaker than charge, well, that's sort of what we mean. Uh, gravity requires a lot more to be as powerful. All right. All right. Any thoughts on your end? Um, no, boring. What have I been? No, just about nothing. Well, the government is back up for at least, so you'll be able to fly out to uh, Seattle. Oh, I, I actually postponed that trip. Oh, so. Never mind then. Yeah, I'm not going next or not this coming week. I was going to go next week, but postponed. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it was not a good. I mean, I didn't line up. Wasn't able to line up as much as I wanted to line up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, just with the risk of, especially when like air traffic controllers started calling out. It's like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, I. I, I, I had that thought. Like, I was, I'm glad that I had my trip early on in the yeah in the shutdown, but um, it was not uh, it was not super awesome to go through the TSA stuff knowing that those guys weren't getting paid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super awesome, and it still is super awesome to have TSA pre-check. I got it now. So that came during the shutdown, you know, because mm-hmm. it's all self-funded. So. Yeah, it's it's the bomb. <laughs> I guess that's not the right way no, to put it. Swell. Uh, <laughs> that was not intentional. It I is swear. Swell. Uh, it's it's great. Like I, uh, the Tucson airport, they they didn't have it when I first got it. It was, it was in the Pittsburgh airport, but it wasn't in Tucson. Tucson small okay. enough airport. But it was there this time, and I, okay, you know, I drove in with with some guys, and um, I went through like that, and they were, you know, they they got in line when I I went to check my bag. Mm-hmm. I got the thing, went through, and th- I was still waiting for them while they were still going through. See, and it's not like Tucson is is big. It's not mm-hmm. like there were a lot of people. It's just that whole process takes a long time. Yeah. And uh, I, and the it's eight dollars eight dollars for five years, which means it's like twenty bucks a year if you go if. If you fly once a year, that's worth it. Mm-hmm. And I fly more than once a year. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got mine and uh, made sure it was on my tickets and everything. Because I booked my tickets before I got my mm-hmm. pre-check and it came quicker than I thought. So I was like, this is going to be sweet. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a way for the government to extort money out of you so you don't have to go through their security theater. So it's a joke. Mm-hmm. But it's still awesome. because. <laughs> They're extorting me, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see. I mean, I've, there's been a lot of news happening, but it's all been around this political stuff, so I'm not really that uh, interested in talking about that, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what have I been doing other than work? Um, the um, Cranberry Library... Cranberry Community has uh, it's Cranberry Community Chest. It's a big volunteer organization that raises mm-hmm. a lot of money for a project every year. 
the past last year was a disc golf course they put in at one park. Year before that, I think was the playground. Uh, they've done a bunch of things. This year, they're renovating the library and putting in a makerspace. So I am uh, kind of like it's not a board of directors or anything, but I'm volunteering and like to to help with that. So that's one thing that I've been doing. You know, having a decent makerspace, you know, a mile from here, would be pretty sweet. Yeah. So, have you got your new printer? Uh, no. So I got it all wired up. I thought I had it wired up right. Plug it in and blow the fuse that's right in the AC plug right there. Oh. So I got new fuses, but I haven't with Christmas and you know I got a video game system and I haven't got back to it. <laughs> it was so productive before Christmas, and uh, and now it's like. Uh, we will play Fallout. <laughs> yeah, I still want you to make get me my new gravitational waves. Oh, waves, yeah, I'll get you those. Uh, oh, so here's one thing: my dad um, is getting some uh, oral uh, surgery done, and uh, he was telling me that um, he got a like a, a X-ray scan of his head, uh-huh. and they gave him a file that he could then that that uh, he is a 3d map of his head oh yeah and he was like he was so impressed because he could just yeah we could print that and i was saying yeah we could print that and he was like i don't know if i want that <laughs> <laughs> that's the right response but we can still print that <laughs> so if you have a 3d model right i mean I can, there's certainly programs that you can use to yeah it's probably in some medical thing but i know there would be software to transform it into mm-hmm. stl yeah cool so i wasn't wrong by saying i want to see that <laughs> said he said they gave it to him on a disc on, on like a cd so it's like mm-hmm. we had to find a cd-rom so <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah print uh i said it wouldn't it wouldn't make it one to one it wouldn't make it the size of your head but we make it like you know like a one to five or yeah, something i don't know if i ever showed you um i have one upstairs did I tell you about the Santor? Did I tell, did we talk about this? No, you're looking like you haven't. Okay. So back in October is Microsoft give, Giving Campaign Month. And they have a big auction, internal auction. Did we talk about the auction at all? I believe so. Okay. So, well, I got something to talk about now. So they have this auction where everyone, anyone can post whatever they want. Like I could have posted guided beer tasting or something mm-hmm. like that. And I probably will do stuff like that because all the money just goes into charity after that, right? So like if someone wants to pay 50 bucks or whatever to... Have me guide a beer tour. Sure. Sure, you know. Um, so, but there's there's big ticket things on there. There's like climb the antenna at the top of the um, Space Needle. There's have have lunch with Satya, mm-hmm. you know, which is like $30,000 type thing. You know, it's... Why would you? It's the Microsoft millionaires just blowing their money. I suppose. Tax write-off. And then, you know, like... But I mean, if you're a millionaire, surely you can figure out a way to have lunch with him that doesn't cost you thirty. <laughs> I don't don't quote me. I don't remember the price. I, it was it was over ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars for sure. Um, so we're like looking through the thing, like what's the most ridiculous thing on here? And someone posted a Christmas tree ornament of Santar, a Santa Santar. Okay. Right. And it was like a starting bid at $10. So like one of the guys at work kind of just bid on it. And then another guy at work found it. It's like, look what he had these bidding on. And he bid on it. So there's a, like, no, 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 don't bid against me. Let's pull our resources. Because yeah. there's a guy in Redmond bidding on it too. And, you know, 
all the money goes to charity and we had a group of people pooling. So I think we ended up paying like $210 for like this, this Christmas tree ornament. <laughs> it's, it's for charity. Right? For the, charity, the, the, yes. the, the, the important thing was the money went to charity. The yes. tchotchke was... Tchotchke. But Santar has become like a mascot, right? So <laughs> one of the things I pledged was I will make a 3D model and print a Santar for everybody mm-hmm. who, who pledges. So... With Proto Haven, one of the first things I did, very first thing I did, was use their 3D scanner to scan the Santar, and then I printed him. I got, I'll, I'll get, I'll show it to you later. It's upstairs. Um, and then, when I was out in Redmond the last time, I hadn't yet made the Santars, but I wanted to kind of. It's almost like a Kickstarter, right? Like I wanted to give them like bonus perks and stuff. So I made this little laser cut acrylic Christmas tree ornament that said Santar is coming to town. And had a little Santar on it. <laughs> so, you know, they got that. Then they got the Santar. And Santar has, come, has become my, like, hello world out of Proto Haven. Like, I'm going to... I just got trained on the CNC router. And I'm going to make this, like, stand-up Santar that's, like, three feet tall. Jeez. Out of plywood. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the guys used the laser cutter to, to make... You know those those... Um, puzzles for babies where it's the baby's name just in big block letters and mm. you know like super simple mm-hmm. puzzle type thing he made one of those out at proto haven for his nephew or something like that and um he's like if someone you know want you know he was talking about making like a santar jigsaw puzzle or something like that so like you know so it's just a big internal joke about mm-hmm. you know santar is our beloved mascot it's, he's our gritty i mean there you go He's our gritty. Don't make me laugh, man. You still? Uh, yeah. I mean, today's tastes like the first day where it's like a lot better. I mean, well, no, yesterday, yesterday was good, but today is really good. Just a couple coughs here and there. Cool. Yeah. Um. What else is there? Is there anything else? There was something. Damn it. <laughs> there was, oh, oh. Um, one of the science stories is going around is, is that um, the, the CERN is pitching a new collider. Ooh. Uh, the, the new, um, bigger than the LHC, 100 kilometers. The end of the world the The ELC, I think it was, the extremely large collider. Extremely large. Yeah, so 100 kilometers, um, getting to, so the, if the LHC could get to, I think it was, they wanted to get to 14 uh, tera electron volts, this would theoretically be able to get in the 100 tera electron volts range. So an order of magnitude larger, mm-hmm. right? Um, a very interesting engineering project for sure. Uh, the problem is... It was pretty certain that the LHC would be would would have the energy to find the Higgs, and that was important to finish mm-hmm. off the standard model. Right there, you go. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I think you're getting there. Let me ask it right now. Mm-hmm. What's predicted to live in these energy levels that we want to verify? Nothing. So it's just pure exploration. There is, there are lots of people who have theories that supersymmetry and stuff is just. It, just there we need to get that higher level mm-hmm. but those are the same people 
essentially all said it would be available at the LAFC. There's no actual like okay. experimental reason to suggest. There was experimental reasons, good ones, to suggest that the Higgs would be available at at uh, uh, Terra Electric Bolt Range. So much so that essentially, as soon as it turned on, we found the Higgs. It turned on at its highest. Or at, at no, no, level. like like in in its in its smallest configuration. Oh, really? Yeah, no. no okay. it, it was the first run that that the Higgs was found. Um, okay. I thought it wasn't found until like the second. It wasn't confirmed. Of, you know, know, it wasn't gone. They didn't go through the, the process oh. of getting five sigma detection and all okay. that stuff. And, right. They but really, they... they really wanted to make sure this was tight. But they saw signs of it right away. I see. There is no reason, other than wishful thinking, entirely wishful thinking. No experimental reason to suggest that there is anything there. So you could go to the process of building this machine and find nothing. That's interesting. Is there another equivalence in history where, you know, like nothing was found? Right? Sure. Uh, I mean, there there was a great example is the the famous Mickelson Morley experiment, where trying to find the aether. The, the idea was that uh, waves uh, have to have some mediate some media they go through so light being a wave has to have some medium it goes through uh if the earth is constantly changing its direction then we should be able to find over time a difference in the speed of light because we should be going towards the that medium in some Mm -hmm. at some positions in the earth and away from that medium in some positions of the earth well that's the way i I mean that's not necessarily what i was looking for i mean that was just a it was a it was a hypothesis that wasn't accurate, right? This is more, you know, when we look for things, we find things, right? So maybe maybe we'll find something, right? Or something, you know. Yeah, no, well, I mean, well, so another example, there are lots of, that said that the there are plenty of experiments out there looking for things that haven't been found. There are lots of dark matter experiments, of course, haven't found a thing. Uh, in terms of dark matter particles, like mm-hmm. the uh, yeah. um, xenon experiments and uh, other things that are out there, and I was you know maybe a more accurate way thing is is like is there, is there other? So I mean, you're you're I guess supposing that like, you know, we have all those standard model particles mapped out mm-hmm. since we don't have any theory of particles that any other particles that might arise in the next 10 X of power range. The next power range that we can be sure to find something according to, to our models is, uh, about 15 orders of magnitude. (laughs) The Planck range. So, uh, you're not going to get there by going one order of magnitude. That's not nearly enough. Right. So. It'd be interesting. I mean, it's, it's you know, the thing is that it's so counterintuitive to a human, right? They've been building particle accelerators that from the size of a tabletop up to the size of a town. Mm-hmm. And every one of them probably has been able to find new things. There was always stuff to find. Yeah. Uh, and, but the LHC, like I said, immediately found the Higgs and 
other than various very weird esoteric esoteric things in terms of uh, different types of like mesons that, that are that behave in, say, <clears throat> in very interesting ways that other areas of particle physics concentrate on that I don't, I don't well, even concern with. Would it give you better resolution into the particles you already know? It might give way? you better. On, it, it will give you a little bit more experimental ability to to probe the Higgs. But what about other things or no? Everything else is essentially on on the order that we can study it pretty pretty easily. And the stuff that like the Higgs is only available at these energy ranges that are they don't exist in the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they existed back when the Big Bang happened. Um, yeah, but they're not regular things. Um, it's the 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 problem is what if you build a machine and there's nothing there? You run it for twenty years and you just find nothing. It's a it's just a desert. <coughs> now there is a. There's an argument uh, that it's fine to do this because at least you're you're exploring. Mm-hmm. And there's and uh, I sort of think the argument is is right, especially because it's not as if if you don't build this machine, then all that money will go to other experiments. That's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand. You do worry, I think, about the idea that you're putting all this money and all these researchers, all these you know mm-hmm. smart people, all these uh, all this time and energy into this, when you really do suspect that nothing will come out of it. No, I mean, how much money do you spend to verify nothing? Well, and and if you're you know you can study all the Higgs stuff you want, but the idea that it would translate into anything useful is. I mean, you could go back to the whole. Well, Thompson said, "I, you know, we're, when when people were asking him about electricity, he was saying, I 'I don't know,' but one day you'll be able to tax it.' But people were already playing with electricity and doing stuff with it. Then mm-hmm. it's not like we can do anything with the Higgs yeah. field. It's it's just there, uh, and the 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 pro the. I I feel conflicted because on the one hand I think that it's important to to keep putting you know to 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 do these things because this is what this is what human achievements about it's about reaching into the unknown but if we have good reason to suspect that there's nothing there are we I mean, I mean, I, I mean, its main thing, if it finds nothing, is it further confirms the standard model, right? But we know this. The thing is, we know the standard model's incomplete in it, as a description of the universe. Mm-hmm. But we don't know that this is the method to to figure out why. We just know that it was successful in the past, but we've kind of reached the end, apparently, of its successfulness yeah. with the LHC is sort of yeah. telling. us. I think the unintuitive thing is. Especially for, you know, an armchair science person like me is, you know, that it's, it, you know, it's the discovery comes right when, right after someone says, oh, that's weird. Right. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, it, for me, it just seems like how can they build the extra large, whatever, and have no, oh, that's weird moments. 
I'm probably all just going to be like cabling problems and stuff. Yeah, like I mean that. that that's the thing is is from my perspective, it's entirely possible that's exactly what they do. Uh, that they build this thing, and if there's no resonances there in in that energy level, then it's just going to be you're just going to measure the background, mm-hmm. and there's nothing of interest there at all. And they need fifteen more orders of magnitude, huh? Yeah. the 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 number that's often cited is you you'd roughly need. Uh, a at least a, a a particle accelerator at least the size of the solar system, potentially the size of the galaxy, with our current technology. Okay. So that would you 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 could build that, and then you have to wait, of course, hundred thousand years for your first uh, collision. <laughs> Damn. Mm-hmm. Must be the size of the galaxy. So the the, the problem because that, I mean that's you just because the amount of speed or energy in the thing. So that's, what? That's interesting. So like, what is the fastest particle flying around the LHC? What speed is that? What percent of the speed of light is that? And then mm-hmm. e the extra large one, right? What like what's the difference there? Yeah. And then the I don't have the numbers on me. But I mean, it's all fractions of a percent type thing, right? I mean, yeah. What what your the LHC particles? I, I don't know. Can you find that real quick? Or you, like, yeah. How, how well, fast? I mean, I, I know I can tell you the energy of of the particle, but uh, that will give me the percent. Right. I mean, more so like, are we within? A, well, know, energy is just the frequency divided by uh, c squared, right? So, um, so. <laughs> Right, no, the energy is is, is, the, is the, the frequency. It's frequency divided by uh, uh, or, or Planck's constant over the frequency. I just wonder how close to the speed of light, how close to C things are going in the LHC, and then like I just want to see like the diminishing return on speed increase for the extra large, and then the next fifteen iterations. Because I mean, when you make something the size of the galaxy, I mean that's probably going to be like a whole bunch of nines you know just just a tick yeah, underneath give me a second here keep keep talking yeah um i mean is it your is it your feeling your recollection that like particles are like 99.9 something percent the speed of light in the lhc yeah yes yeah okay all right well, i just wasn't i wanted to, i wanted to see that first but yeah like how many nines and then for the next one you know i'm just curious but uh, well, Greg is trying to find that. Um, I saw the time knife. Time knife? <laughs> uh-huh. It was a pretty good episode. Yeah, no, I like that episode. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen the new one Okay. Yet. <coughs> Excuse me. It downloaded yesterday, so I'll watch it next time I sit down. Um... Watching on TV aside from yeah nothing. Start watching uh, some of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon. It's uh you know this show? Yes, yes, okay. I know. Sure. It's it's pretty good. I went just a couple episodes in. Um, not really binging it or anything. Um, 
Been watching hockey. Tonight's the All-Star game. The uh, They play three-on-three hockey now, so it's this super fast, high-scoring, exciting thing. And they play they play a tournament with the four different divisions, and they're um, in the first half. So they play halves instead of periods in the first half. Uh, set was seven to one, so kind of like a lacrosse game. So at six point five teraelectron volts, with the total energy collision okay. of thirteen point nine 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 zero C. Okay, that's the LHC. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to add another nine. A bunch of, bunch of nines. Remember how it looks when you look at that graph because it's exponential. So yeah. add a bunch more nines, I mean, it's much, much, much more energy. Mm-hmm. It's much more energy, yeah. It's just a teeny bitty bit faster, though. Yes, compared to compared to rest. Yeah. But, um, well, I mean, yeah, yes, it is just teeny bitty, but that, that's the thing about the speed of light is that Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Lawrence factor means that as you approach the speed of light, uh, as you get that, as you get closer, the energy just goes yeah. up like crazy. But yeah, yeah so, so the particles carrying a tremendous amount of energy, tremendous amount more energy. Mm-hmm. So that's why it does the things it does. Right. It's just that. So the thing that, like, when you talk about the size of the galaxy, right? That's such. Yeah. It's it's so much bigger for such a tiny fraction. Like, why does the diameter have to be so big? But I guess it's just you have to have that many magnets accelerating particles. I guess. Yeah, the problem is Bramelstrung, which is uh, the radiation that electromagnetic radiation that occurs when you when you move when when you accelerate a charged particle. In other words, when you turn. A charged particle around a circle, mm-hmm. you lose energy. Uh, it radiates energy away. Okay. So, try you get to a point where you have diminishing returns mm-hmm. from the LHC because you, if you try to get any faster, it's going to lose that energy. We just don't have powerful enough magnets uh, to, okay. to to force it around without losing all the energy. So, what so you need when, is oh, okay. So, when it has that much energy in it. It doesn't want to turn very easy, right? And if you manage to get it to turn, you you have to put so much energy into it, you'll lose so much energy, yeah. and the particle okay. will radiate away so much. So then, straightening or just at least reducing the um, the amount that has to change at any one time, right? Because you know, remember the 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 big in the big part of the LHC is not so much getting the things fast, which is what you want, but getting the things fast and aiming them into a very very tiny point. Which is inside of your detector. Mm-hmm. So there are fast particles coming from space that are way faster than the LHC, but we can't predict when they will get inside to our nice machine detector. Mm-hmm. The point is, we have a laboratory, and so that's you know, three D right. laboratory has a little tiny detection space. And we want to get our particles there. Yeah. That's the problem. Okay. And uh, largely an engineering problem. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's go. I, that's something I learned about, uh, you know, particles, right? Eat, mass, energy, speed, all that stuff's entwined. So when you have something that has that much energy inside of it, it's not going to want to turn very well. It's mm-hmm. going to need new racing slicks. You can't just, you know, you can't just <laughs> give it a little bit of a, What's that called on the race? Need camber. Camber, yeah. 
You gotta you gotta be more creative. <coughs> Greg showed me. Uh... Oh, <laughs> it's funny because he's their hero. <laughs> I guess, yeah. That's what's funny about it. Not the guy died, but mm-hmm. he's their fucking hero. Yeah, it was just. Uh... It's a meme. It's a meme. It's just made to be awful. Like yes, it's made it was, to be insulting. It was, it was and a awful. joke. It was a picture of Dale Earnhardt Senior, and it said something like "See walls work" or something like walls that. definitely work. And um, this picture of him smiling. Yeah, and you know, my reply to Greg was "Too soon." <laughs> just because that joke is well, <laughs> it's, it's always you know, too soon. It's twelve years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. I would have thought it was even further ago. That's like maybe. 2001. Maybe, yeah. But it's, um, the, I mean, to me, the joke is, yes, add bad taste. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But also, those, the generalization is the people who love Trump also love Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> and so, him going, yep, walls work, as sort of a, it's, it's a dig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's drink some beer. All right. <laughs>